everybody, welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille. I am back. Sorry for releasing this podcast a little late, but I wasn't feeling well this weekend. But as promised, I am here to review the last movie in the Wedding Veil trilogy, The Wedding Veil Legacy. This time it follows Tracy, the skeptic to New York, as she is assigned to fix the snag in a veil. While at the tailor shop, she meets Nick, chef and owner of an Italian restaurant, Danona, and in the process of opening up a second restaurant, an Italian-Asian fusion restaurant called Tesoro Mio. I'm going to keep this review short because this is our third one. We already know the backstory and, you know, don't no need to talk about the veil, right? We know the backstory of it. <laughs> but anyway... Tracy, out of the three friends, Emma and Avery, was the biggest skeptic. Even though her friends found love by having the veil in their hands, Tracy was like, it's a coincidence. This is not about some magic properties. This movie, the leading actors of this movie are... Alison Sweeney and Victor Webster. The special guest appearances are Autumn Marisa, who plays Emma, and Lacey Chabert, who plays Avery. Some notable guest stars are Jordana Largy, who plays Carly, Nick's little sister. And I have to say, she is like a really good friend of the podcast. When I first started the podcast, she was one of my first guests. She was on this podcast last year to talk about her movie, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. It was so fun talking to her last year. This was her first Hallmark movie since then. I had seen her at all it, um, since that movie premiered. And I love her to death. Another notable guest star is Paula Shaw, who played Nona Gia, Nick's grandmother. And I'm a huge fan of Paula. She play, she was in two great Christmas movies that I absolutely loved. Um, last year's Mrs. Miracle's Christmas. Love that movie. Such fun. I am a, like... She played the grandmother there as well. She brought light and her chemistry and comedic timing with Carolyn Ray was just awesome. She was also on Five Star Christmas where she starred, worked with Victor. So this is like, I think the second movie that they did together. And she also played Bethany Joy Lenz's grandmother in that movie. Love her. Again, comedic timing was hilarious the whole time. And she really <laughs> excels in comedy. Love her, love her, love her, love her. Anyway, so like I said, um, in the Wedding Veil Legacy um, Unveiled, the second movie, with Autumn Reeser, Emma Story, I did not like the lead-in to this movie because it did not make sense to me at all. 
you know, the lead to this movie was that the during after the wedding, Emma was still wearing the veil. When she was taking it off, there was a snag on the veil caught onto something, and they assigned Tracy to take it back with her to New York to get it fixed, which made zero sense to me. Absolutely none, especially considering Paolo, Emma's husband, is a lace shop owner, right? And his family was the one who made the veil hundreds of years ago. They were related to the original owners of the veil, the original wearer of the veil. So I had, I couldn't understand why Tracy had to go fix it when Emma could have just gone and asked her in-laws, who probably had a better understanding of lakes or the veil, period, than anybody in New York would. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Anyway, so I guess this was like their excuse to get Tracy to meet Nick, because Nick was at the tailor shop to get fitted for a tux, since he was going to be a groomsman to a wedding that was never mentioned in any other part of the movie. I mean, like, literally. You know, in the beginning of the movie, he was wearing a tux. Tracy teased him. And was like, what, you getting married? He was like, no, I'm a groomsman. And, uh, but that's it. He, there was, unless I missed something, he wasn't in any, there was no other mention of a wedding throughout the whole movie. And so, considering he was getting fitted for a tux, you would think that the wedding would have been pretty close to the date, right? Of the fitting? I don't know. I'm not, I haven't been married, so I don't know the timeline of fittings for weddings but anyway but it was it is cute though because of the way Tracy and Nick meet their nicknames for each other was tuxedo and wedding veil I mean it's adorable <laughs> so hilarious okay so I'm gonna rush through this um, review really fast because there's just so much to talk about and it's crazy. Okay, so I would, I would have to say that of the Wedding Veil trilogy, a lot of people like this movie the most. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know why. I, I didn't see it. I like the wedding veil unveiled, the second one, the best. The chemistry between Paolo and Bernardini and Autumn Razor was off the charts. Also, the um, Italy, hello, hi, beautiful, gorgeous. I love the mystery behind the veil and kind of like uncovering this 
lack for, of a better word, no, a legitimate child of the painter and his muse. I love this story of the veil and this just like unraveling of how it got to Italy, from Italy to America and everything. But, uh, yeah, that one was perfect. It caught me if I followed the story through and through. This one had snags, major snags. Okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. The two Wedding Veil movies, right, previously, the first two Wedding Veil movies, the storyline was linked to the Wedding Veil, okay, in some form or another. Um, in the first Wedding Veil movie with Lacey Chabert and Kevin McGarry, great seeing him again in this movie. Avery finds the wedding veil, right? Avery finds the painting. And, you know, she has to verify that it was Claudio Amici's. That kind of thing. So, and then by the end of the movie, she sees, even though most of us who watched the movie also noticed much earlier on than Avery did, that the veil was a part of the painting. So during the storyline, the romance was linked to the wedding veil. Wedding veil unveiled. Again, it was about searching the history of the veil, the mystery. Who, how, who is this lady in the painting? How is she linked to Claudio Amici, etc.? Why is she not wearing the veil in her actual wedding photos? It just, there was, you know, she just wanted to know. There's, again, there's a link to the wedding veil. The romance, the storyline was all linked to the wedding veil. This movie, there was no link to the wedding veil. None. There was a link to a historical document, which was absolutely gorgeous. For those who don't, um, Emma Lazarus was the poet who wrote the poem famously linked to the Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired and your weary, you know, that one. And I guess Tracy's auction house that she was working at, the Metropolitan Auction House, have found the first draft, Emma Lazarus's first draft of this poem. And the storyline with Nick and Tracy was centered on that poem. I have no problem with that. That's great. I, I, I loved the, um, them working together to find a donor who was willing to pay for half of the price of that document so that it could be showed in a museum and shared with everybody around the world, not hidden in somebody's 
secret stash vault, you know, like I totally am 100% supportive of that. That's great. But guess what? As much as that poem is wonderful and beautiful and significant to immigrants coming to New York and everything else, it's not the wedding veil. We only saw the wedding veil in the very beginning when she, you know, drops it off at the tailor shop. And at the end when she got it, when she got married too. Like, I'm sorry. This didn't feel like part of the Wedding Veil trilogy. This did not feel like part of the trilogy at all. This feel, it feels like it could have been a separate movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway. So I didn't like this movie in that aspect. A lot of people liked it, but I guess I'm one of the few who didn't. Um, so if I have to rank the three together, it would be Unveiled, The Wedding Veil, and then Legacy. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, for those reasons, for several of those reasons, for those reasons, and several more, I would actually have to give this movie two and a half stars out of five. And I am going to probably get a lot of hate for that. <laughs> but that's okay, because I will defend myself. Um, couple I did love, Victor and Allison, I think they have great chemistry. I guess they worked together before on Days of Our Lives. But I have never seen Victor on Days of Our Lives. I don't know if he was after my time of watching Days of Our Lives or before my time of watching Days of Our Lives. Because I probably only watched Days of Our Lives like my middle school, high school days. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you how long ago that was because that will be revealing my age. But um, yeah. For those who don't know, before Alison Sweeney was a Hallmark actress, she is best known as Sammy Brady on Days of Our Lives. Um, she was fun. And it was so hilarious, though, because last week, during the commercials for The Wedding Veil Legacy, she was saying that I have never been a Hallmark bride. And I'm sitting there going, but you have been a bride. <laughs> many times over because anybody who's watched Days of Our Lives know how many times Sammy and Lucas got married. And it's, well, it's a lot <laughs> of drama. Anyway, chemistry between Victor and um, Allison was definitely there. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> Laura, uh, Tracy cracked me up cracked me up because okay so poor girl she broke up with her boyfriend beginning of the movie right and I guess you know how like people cope with breakups and usually people cope with breakups by like eating a gallon of ice cream (laughs) 
<laughs> or crying into a pillow or you know going on a shopping spree what <laughs> Tracy's coping for with the breakup was redecorating her apartment and buying like 20 rugs for her living room 20 different rugs for her living room and stuff and it was just I was just sitting there going oh my god she is very relatable I cannot totally understand her it was it was hilarious watching that and it like having Nick help her <laughs> with the rugs into the apartment that was too funny and then the it was even more hilarious because there was this like small com- phone conversation between her and um, Emma, played by Autumn Reeser, where <laughs> Tracy goes, oh, I found the perfect one. It took so long for me to find him. It was a bargain. And the whole time, Emma thought she was t- talking about Nick, but instead Tracy was talking about the rug. I thought that was hilarious. And also, like, the conversation between Emma and Avery where they were like, oh, it's the veil. Oh, but don't tell Tracy about that. Oh, whatever. Had me cracking up too because, again, Tracy is the biggest skeptic of the veil's magic right? She does not believe in this legend of the veil. And so anytime the legend was mentioned, (laughs) Tracy ran, which is understandable. I mean, like, you know, she just broke up with her boyfriend. She wasn't ready to fall in love with someone. She doesn't believe this veil's legend. And also, you know, the veil her friends were like, hey, look, the veil led you to this guy. Of course, he's your soulmate. And she goes, uh, no. <laughs> so for those, re- those are the positives. There, there is one huge negative about this movie. And ugh. okay, so Hallmark, I love you dearly, but can okay so how do i say this without sounding like a bitch nick is wants to open an italian asian fusion restaurant i'm filipino i'm asian so i feel like i have a right to speak up on this Asia has a total of 48 countries. There's no such thing as an Asian cuisine. There's none. Because guess what? Asia is 48 countries. That means at least 48 at the least. At the least. Because each country has their own cuisine, right? At the least 48 cuisines. Pick a damn country. You got Japanese, Chinese, Filipino, Thai, Vietnamese, Indian, shoot, Russian is even Asian food. I mean, you got a whole freaking continent. 
of 48 countries, which I think it is like the biggest continent in landmass and number of countries. You got Filipino food, Japanese, Korean. You could, you could tell me, Hallmark, that you are gonna write a script and make Nick have an Italian Asian restaurant and think to yourself, that sounds good. Let's do that. What the f- mm-hmm. Calm down, Camille. We don't need to cuss. But no. Pick a damn country. Pick a damn country. Because let me put it this way. If you've had the... Breathe, Camille. If you could pick Italy in as the one country in Europe for this restaurant, you could have at least picked one other country in the continent of Asia, and it would be fine. Either. Ah, uh, this is just, it's, 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 it's a little bit of racism. Not going to lie to you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Because here's the thing. Uh, it perpetuates this whole idea that Asians are one. All Asians are the same. We all look the same. We all, all of our food tastes the same. Our cultures are the same, etc., etc. We're all one. Asia. But in reality, we're not. If you can, if you are able to distinguish one culture, one culinary style in the continent of Europe, you can also pick one culinary style, one country in Asia. Either pick one country in Asia or make it a European-Asian fusion. Because the way Italian Asian ooh, just screams racism, microaggression, and just breathe, Camille. <laughs> and here's the thing I'm Filipino. So I feel like I have a right to talk about this, to call Hallmark out. If there is no other podcaster who is willing to do this, I think I have the right to do it. I have a right to do it. And here's the thing. Hallmark has done this before. Hallmark has done fusion restaurants before in their movies that, you know, focuses on, like, one continent. Instead of, like, saying Asian cuisine. For example, right in front of me, Last year's right in front of me starring Michael Grassini and Chanel Parrish. Guess what Marco's character was doing? A Filipino fusion restaurant. Not Asian. Filipino. He picked one country. Picked one country in the continent. Do better. That's all I have to say. Okay, so... Um, couple of big news that uh, that is sort of linked to the wedding veil legacy. 
Wedding Veil Movies. Um, Lacey Chabert has signed a two-year deal, exclusive deal with Hallmark to be producing, writing, and starring in more Hallmark movies. So, yay! Our queen is going to be doing more movies. I'm so happy because the thing about it is there have been so many who... Now, there have been only really two Hallmark actresses who have signed exclusive deals with Gap. So I'm not, I was never really worried. I never, but, um, yeah, I'm glad that Lacey is staying put. And I hope that there are others who will take her, follow her, um, footsteps. So yay, we get to see more. Um, we do find out that at the end of this movie, that Nick's family is related to Claudio Amici. Claudio Amici, a legitimate daughter, is Angela, who happens to be Nona's grandmother. And Nona's grandmother was the one who brought in the veil and a pair of sapphire earrings to the antique shop that years later Emma, Tracy, and Avery found. So it came into a whole full circle. <laughs> Which is awesome. It's really awesome. Um, the sapphire earrings also that was in the painting that Claudio painted it was also in the museum. It was about to be auctioned off, but Nick stepped up and bought the earrings for Tracy. Let's talk about, about wedding dresses. Um, I loved, loved, <laughs> loved. Tracy's wedding dress in this movie. It was off the shoulder, sleek, white, um, I believe mermaid style. Very pretty. It fitted her curves. I do have to say though that there was no lace in this one either, but I didn't mind that. I, I didn't mind that. And I loved that they had that, um, plain jeweled headpiece. There was like no fancy flower crown, floral crown in this wedding. But um, I still have to say though that Autumn's wedding dress I liked more because it had lace in it. Um, so again, if I was to rank wedding dresses, I would have to say Autumn's, then Allison's, and Avery's. I also like the wardrobe in this movie as well. The wardrobe girls are killing it with their clothes. I would love to interview them one day. <laughs> but um, the outfits really suited Allison Sweeney. It fit her body extremely well, showed off her curves, not gonna lie, um, 
Allison is the bigger of the three women, even though she's not by any means, you know, plus size, but she's absolutely beautiful and it should the clothes like fitted her well and showed off her curves and it was absolutely gorgeous absolutely absolutely gorgeous <sighs> okay so um i am so glad that you guys are with me again this week to listen to my podcast it, on thursday I will be releasing finally my interview with Viv Leacock and Natasha Burnett. They played Joseph and Minnie Canfields in My Cost of Heart. My Cost of Heart premieres on March 6th, which is in like two weeks. I wanted to release this podcast, this interview with them now because it's Black History Month. And, you know, I love their storyline. And I, you guys are going to cry. I'm not going to, I'm going to like warn you guys right now. We cried um, during that interview. It was a beautiful interview. We talked a lot about racism, um, medical racism. We talked about disability advocacy we talked about season nine we talked about viv and his kids um all kinds of things i think it was really one of the best podcast interviews i've done and i'm really proud of this one i hope you guys listen to it and tell me what you think um okay so and then next week to end love you Mary it is welcome to mamas can't wait to see that movie I am signing off now so talk to you guys later bye